episode 16, the number one relationship-saving tip that nobody talks about. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Hello and welcome back everybody to Life Amplified. A great topic to dive into this week. We are going to get all into love and relationships. This is going to be a triggering episode for you today, but this is a topic that I feel really passionate about right now and I'm excited to share with you. So thank you so much for being here, taking a half hour out of your week to spend it with me. Thank you for telling your friends and helping spread the word about this podcast. And thank you so much for the beautiful reviews that you have been leaving up online. And I wanted to create a new feature here where we could just acknowledge some of the people who are helping us spread the Life Amplified message. And this week, it is Ashley J. Jones AZ who wrote on Apple. She gave us a five-star review. She says, Dan, his guest speakers and tribe are truly inspiring individuals. I wait for these weekly podcasts and mingle with the tribe on an almost daily basis. This podcast has drastically changed, enhanced, and encouraged my views about everything important in my life. I'm truly thankful for Dan and the tribe. I will continue to follow as long as he's broadcast. I encourage you to join in on the podcast and join the tribe for more empowerment from strangers than you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for that, Ashley. I love you to death for listening. And the tribe she's referring to is our online Facebook community that you can join today. we got a group of like 250 people right now from all over the world who just mingle. They support each other. And I'm in that group on an almost daily basis offering additional support aside from this podcast. So if you'd love to join us, we would love to have you. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash life amplified. So let's dig into this week's topic, which is a tough one for me to teach. I'll be honest. I've been putting this off for a few weeks. Love and relationships. You know, there's a part of me that says, who am I to teach you how to get the love you want? You know, I just broke up and ended a three-year relationship back in the fall. And if you've listened to the show, you know that I went through a pretty tough divorce about six years ago. So for me, it's a little tough to position myself as some sort of authority on this topic. And reality is, is I'm not. I'm just another guy out there trying to figure it out the same as everybody else. But it's so funny how we can carry guilt and shame over failed relationships and blame ourselves or think that there's something wrong with us. When you look at the statistics, the divorce rate is 50%. And if you look at the half of the marriages that are still together, how many are still passionate and alive? There's so many people are going through the motions. They're living like roommates. They split the bills. They get along, but maybe the physical intimacy isn't there anymore. This isn't just a problem for regular people like you and me. I mean, I look at somebody who I consider to be a hero in my life, Tony Robbins. I think he's brilliant, and he has a gorgeous wife who is his soulmate, and they're out doing this amazing work. But before he met her, Tony Robbins went through a failed marriage and a divorce. You know, same with people like Marianne Williamson. She did go through a divorce early in her life. So these are people who are some of the greatest teachers of our generation, but 
they still have to figure out all this relationship stuff as well. And so often I hear people say to me, God, I just wish my relationship felt like it did in the beginning. I wish I still had the butterflies in the stomach. And I would argue with you that that's not really the relationship. What you're talking about in that instance, when you have that chemical reaction, it's just a hormonal release that happens when you're in the honeymoon phase. You're not really falling in love with your partner. You're falling in love with dopamine and oxytocin and all these other hormones. Really, love is what happens when that chemical addiction wears off, and then you have to show up and do the work because there is a tremendous spiritual lesson that exists in every relationship. They really give us the biggest opportunity to heal ourselves. I mean, think about it. Is it not true that you are drawn to the partners who are your opposite in many ways? If you're an introvert like I am, you'll be drawn to the extrovert. If you're a person who puts a wall around themselves and has a hard time opening up, you're going to be with that person and be attracted to the one who's very emotional and you might even think that they're a little bit needy. But this is what happens and this is really what a soulmate relationship is about is we come together, we trigger each other's wounds and if we can stick it out, if we can stay with it, if we can be present with empathy and love in our relationship, eventually we can help each other heal those wounded parts. So I don't want you to consider this episode today as me standing on a soapbox preaching from the mountain about what's wrong with you in your relationship. Just think of me as a peer who's also gone through a lot of heartache in my life and I've had to grow. And I've had to learn more. And I've, as I've gone on my personal growth journey, I've really grown as a man and learned some techniques that I wish I had known 20 years ago. It would have saved me a lot of heartache in my life. So this conversation today is really about how to get your needs met in a relationship. And when you think about it, nobody ever teaches us this. The best that we can hope for, you know, when we're kids is we grow up and we go through sex ed and people tell us how not to get pregnant. People tell us how not to get a sexually transmitted disease, but nobody tells us about how to be emotionally intimate in a relationship. I certainly didn't get any of that from my parents. You know, they did the best they could, but the most I got from them is I remember my freshman year of high school, they read an article in Time magazine about HIV and AIDS becoming an epidemic with teens, and they got really nervous about it, so they gave me the Time magazine to read and a box of condoms. <laughs> that was pretty much it. It's like, here you go, Daniel, don't get AIDS. And, and that was the most that they did. But quite honestly, my parents weren't even the right role models to teach me how to have a successful relationship. You know, they were married 30 years, but they probably had 30 good days during that entire marriage. So they weren't the right role models for me in this. And a lot of times our families aren't. So I hope that you will consider this as just a present from me to you. Figure that I have learned a lot of tough lessons along the way, and I hope that you will consider this is a way that you can avoid some of the pitfalls that I've gone through. So let's do this. It is Love and Relationship Week on Life Amplified. I want to start out today and just say up front that I am going to say some things today that will very likely trigger you. You're going to hear me use the words masculine and feminine a lot in this conversation. And I want you to understand I am not talking about gender. I'm not talking about a penis or vagina. This isn't about outdated gender roles from the 1950s. I am simply talking about energy. 
No matter what your gender is, you have masculine and feminine energy within you. In fact, in the Eastern healing traditions, they refer to it as the yin and yang. And I wish in Western culture that we would adopt words like that because I think they're less loaded for people. You know, a lot of times we think masculine and feminine and we think of these old stereotypes from like the 1950s about, you know, mom having a place in the home and dad going out and being the breadwinner. And that is not what I'm talking about at all today. And I would hope that over the last 16 weeks, you and I have built enough of a relationship where you know that I love and admire women. I believe in equality. And I also, by the way, believe in equality for all people. Because masculine and feminine is just about energy, so this doesn't mean that you need a man and woman in a relationship. What I'm teaching you today will apply to gay and lesbian relationships. It will apply to my trans friends who are listening. This is simply a conversation about energy. So if you'll hear me out, and if you notice yourself getting triggered, there might be some wisdom in that for you. And you can always contact me on Twitter or Instagram, at CSC, Dan Mason, to talk more about it. But I can tell you as a man that I have both masculine and feminine energy within me. And why don't we take a moment just to define what that is? You know, masculine energy is at the end of the day, it's about getting shit done. It's about disconnecting from emotion. It's about using analytical thinking and logic to make rational decisions. It's very much about achievement. It's about striving. It's about competition. And we also have feminine energy which is very much about beauty. It's about creativity. It is about intuition. Ladies, your superpower is your intuition. When something feels off in your marriage, or you know something's not right in your relationship, nine times out of 10, you are dead on, you know, in that assessment. We have both energies within us. As a man, I'm a masculine energy person, but I also record podcasts every week talking about feelings and emotions. You know, I sp <laughs> I'm dealing with clients all over the world, talking with them about their emotions. So I have feminine energy in me all day long. It just so happens after I record this podcast, I'm probably going to go slip over and watch WWE Monday Night Raw on DVR so I can watch grown men bludgeon each other in a simulated fight in a competitive environment because it puts me right back into my masculine. But for the ladies listening right now, you might be feminine energy in your core, but you also have that masculine energy. It's what's helping you crush it in the workplace. And, you know, these amazing women leaders that we have, whether it be Sheryl Sanders, or Hillary Clinton, people like that. I mean, they are tapping into their masculine energy to succeed in work. And we're seeing right now female entrepreneurs delivering way more return on investment for venture capitalists than their male counterparts. So we can have both energies within us. However, we want to have a conversation today about what keeps a relationship passionate and alive. What do you think that is? A lot of times we think it's the things that we have in common with our partner. And certainly you need to have things in common, you know, particularly your values. That's what brings us together. But what keeps a relationship passionate and alive, what keeps that spark, what keeps the sex going after many years is actually the differences that we have. And every relationship, whether we're talking about a man and woman or whether we're talking about a gay or lesbian relationship, needs a polarity of energy. There has to be a strong masculine energy and a strong feminine energy. This is energy. 
not gender, my friends. And again, I'm not talking about some outdated 1950 stereotypes. This, in some ways, is science. If you think about it, if you have two positively charged magnets occupying the same energy and you put them next to each other, what happens? They repel each other. The same thing if you have two negatively charged magnets. They're going to repel and push away from one another. And the same thing happens in relationships. If you have two partners in a relationship occupying masculine energy, that becomes a turf war. That is a battle for uh, who's going to be more in control. If you've got two feminine energy partners together in a relationship, then it becomes passive. Nobody makes a decision. Nobody gets anything done. So what we want is that polarity of energy. And we see this, you know, just even in the Earth, right? We've got opposite energies at the North and South Pole, and that's what keeps the Earth spinning on its axis. It's the same thing that is going to keep your relationship passionate and alive. And it's also what's going to create some communication problems in the relationship because the universe, God, whatever you believe in, and all of her infinite wisdom has given masculine and feminine energy different communication patterns. You know, masculine energy is very linear. It's about communicating an idea as to where feminine energy isn't so much about communicating as is connecting. So what happens is we use a lot of the same words, but they have totally different meanings in the relationship. And this is how we will miss each other over time. Now, I want to give you an example that we use a lot in the personal development world, and this might resonate for you. Ladies, if you go to your masculine energy partner and you ask him how he's doing, and he's sitting on the couch with the remote and he goes, I'm fine. What does he mean? Fellas, if your woman asks you how you're feeling and you say you're fine, you mean you're fine. You're watching basketball, you might put on Game of Thrones, maybe you're going to play a video game, but you're cool, you're just chilling. But if you ask a feminine energy partner how she's doing, and she looks at you and purses her lips and says, I'm fine, what does that mean? Same exact words, but means something very different. It could mean that you effed up in a big way in the relationship and you're in the doghouse. But generally what it means is I'm not okay. Ask me more questions. Ask me why I'm upset. Ask me why it's important to me. Because feminine energy needs connection as to where masculine energy is very linear and wants to communicate. So for a lot of the men or the masculine energy partners out there, because we say that we're fine when somebody asks us and we mean it, when we hear it from the feminine energy partner, we're like, great, she's good. I'm going to go back to watching basketball. And that is not what is going to make a feminine energy partner feel safe in the relationship. Another great example is if a masculine energy man looks at a feminine energy partner and says, leave me alone, he generally means he's kind of upset he needs a few seconds to cool off and then he'll be fine a feminine energy partner says leave me alone ladies if you go upstairs and you slam the door what do you mean by it what i usually find with female clients is you mean you want to be left alone for about 30 seconds but you want your partner to chase you up the stairs and ask you what's wrong you want him to hold space for you you want to feel emotionally safe and this is a great communication strategy that i want to give for masculine energy partners out there the number one psychic need for feminine energy is to feel safe. Not just physically safe. It's not that she's afraid you're going to hit her or beat her. Although if somebody out there is in a relationship like that, abandon everything I'm telling you right now. Turn this podcast off and get the hell out of that relationship. But this is about being emotionally 
safe. That's the biggest thing. And, and as men, you know, for masculine energy, we're never taught this. When a woman comes in and she's feeling very emotional and she's all over the place and she's laughing one minute and crying the next and crying and laughing at the same time, there's a lot of men, a weak man, the traditional F-boy, if you will, who will argue and tell his woman why she's wrong. If you're a masculine partner, that is the worst thing that you can do in a relationship. It's actually a sign of immaturity and weakness on your part. Now, a well-meaning man who doesn't know better is going to have this hurricane of emotion come into the room, not know what to do with it, and just be like, well, I'm going to go over here and play video games to all this blows over. And you could certainly do that, but it's not going to make the feminine energy partner feel safe. A good man who just doesn't know better is going to try to jump in and solve the problem because that's what masculine energy is. We're problem solvers. We're analytical. We're logical. We solve problems all day long at work. Problem is, is we come home and try to solve problems in the relationship, but that is not going to make a feminine energy partner feel safe. From the feminine perspective, they want to know how can you solve this problem when you don't even know why I'm upset. So here are three words that will completely turn your relationship around if you are a masculine masculine energy partner listening right now. You simply take your feminine counterpart when she's upset and you say, tell me more. One of the greatest tricks that I learned from my mentor, Mastin Kip, but it is a game changer. Tell me more. Don't try to solve the problem. Just find out why she's upset. Listen. And then if you really want to overachieve, you want to mirror back and use her words. You know, mirror back her experience. What I'm hearing you say is you're very upset because you think your sister's a bitch and she didn't get you a birthday present and she forgot your birthday and you feel really upset and abandoned. Wow, that must be really tough for you. Notice in that there was nothing about jumping in and trying to fix the problem. It was simply hearing your partner and empathizing with what they're going through. Empathy, a tremendous skill to develop and just being able to be with somebody's experience without having to change it. And this is really hard if you feel like you're being attacked in a relationship because most of us want to defend ourselves, but that will just cause more drama in the relationship. So just being able to empathize without having to change your partner's emotions or defend yourself. If you are a masculine partner, game changer in your relationship. Now, for my feminine energy creatures out there, the biggest psychic need for your masculine partner is to feel respected. Feminine energy wants to feel safe. The masculine partner wants to feel respected. And sometimes what we find in relationships is as a partner, you want both. You want to feel safe and respected, but that's kind of narcissistic. What it means is you're trying to drive the car and also be a passenger. So really, this is about coming back to your core energy and staying in your lane. So for feminine energy, the easiest way to get your needs met in a relationship is to Ask for what you want from your male partner. Remember, masculine communication, very, very literal. We're not great at reading the tea leaves and reading in between the lines. If you just go to a masculine partner and you say, honey, can you help me with something? Generally, we walk in with our chest puffed out because we very much want to help. Then the other piece of this, if you want to make the masculine feel respected, is you have to praise the attempt. Even if he doesn't get it perfect, you want to praise that attempt because what will happen is he'll attempt more. This is a great way to get your partner, your masculine partner, to do more of what you want is praise him when he does it. If you want him to take the trash out, just look at him and be like, baby, you are so sexy when you are carrying that garbage bag out to the trash. 
Ah, oh, I've never been more turned on. You could get it tonight. You say that to a masculine partner, that SOB will be taking out the trash every single night without fail. I can promise you that. But the challenge right now for feminine energy partners everywhere is they've stepped into their masculine energy and crushed it in their career. They're also bringing that masculine energy home to the relationship. And some of the things that help you advance and get praised and move up the corporate ladder are the same qualities that are causing tension in the relationship. Because if you're treating a masculine partner like an employee, if you're criticizing him on the regular about everything he's doing wrong, eventually the masculine is going to shut down. This is going to seem like the stupidest example in the world, but this this is very practical, real-life example of how this happened. I have a friend of mine who wanted to do the right thing for his girlfriend. He knew that she was out of creamer in the refrigerator, so while he was out, he wanted to be considerate and make sure that she had it for the next morning. The problem is, is he got the wrong flavor. He got the hazelnut instead of the vanilla, and he brought it home, and... The girlfriend sort of laid into him about it. You know I hate hazelnut. Why did you do this? And and here was the guy with the right intentions. The execution wasn't perfect, but he sort of walked away when I talked to him on the phone. He's like, F that. Never going to get her her creamer again. <laughs> so this is a great example of just praising him for making the decision and trying to do the right thing. Masculine energy creatures are very simple. I mean, we hearken back to the caveman days. Really, we just want to beat our chest and say, me do good. Me do good. That's all we really want. So if you can find the ways to highlight the things that are going right, ladies, that will help you get more of what you want. I want to leave you with two other action steps to consider this week when it comes to getting the love you want. If you're a masculine partner and you know that the feminine partner you have wants to feel safe, the best way that you can do that, aside from just being emotionally available, asking questions, being present with her without running away when when she gets super emotional, one of the best things that you can do is discover your purpose and bring it to life. You need to be committed to something bigger than you. You need to be in a job that lights you up. I talk so often to male clients who are just sort of like wandering through life with no real sense of purpose. And what ends up happening is there's no sex in the relationship because their feminine partner does not feel safe. If the feminine partner is having to go out and be the breadwinner and do all the work and then come home and make the decisions for the house on top of it, she's never going to respect the masculine partner. Now, is it possible that the female in a relationship could be masculine energy and the guy is feminine energy? Yes, we do see that, especially in the age of the stay-at-home dad. That dynamic can work because you have a polarity of energy. But if you have a masculine partner who's putting on a feminine mask because he just feels powerless to change his life, then it forces the feminine partner to put on a masculine mask because she wants to make sure the family's taken care of. If she doesn't trust her partner to do it, it's going to create a lack of respect in the relationship. So fellas, one of the best thing, and when I say fellas, I mean this for masculine energy partners, regardless of what your gender is. But for the masculine energy, the number one thing you can do is live your purpose. For the feminine partners, here is the big takeaway for you. You have to be able to be emotionally vulnerable and ask for what you need. 
Because remember, masculine energy is very analytical. It's very structured. And what masculine really wants at the end of the day is freedom. And the way we experience that is through the feminine partner. Because you're all about emotion. You're all about the up and down. So a feminine partner who is not emotionally vulnerable will never create that sense of freedom for her masculine partner. And that can be very tough depending on the home that you grew up in. If you grew up in a home where you were made to feel like a burden for asking for your needs, you have a pattern where it's going to be difficult to do that. There are many men who are not fully in their masculine energy because they were emasculated by their mother. You know, a lot of times masculine energy women raise feminine energy sons because any time the son tries to speak up and being as masculine, it becomes a power struggle with the mom. So just as much as we talk a lot about women who have daddy issues, so to speak, there are also men out there who have mom issues. And I was one of them for a long time. It really kept me from fully stepping into my masculine because I didn't know if it was safe for me to do it. Caused me a lot of problems in my relationships for many years. This is something I've really addressed through my mentor and it's something I've done a lot of work on myself. And I have never in my life felt more in my masculine energy than I do right now. So I don't want this conversation to devolve into talking about the past or healing childhood wounds. You know, the best thing that you can do in your relationship, if you're struggling right now, is to heal the present, to not live in the past. And this means maybe sharing this podcast with your partner. It means maybe looking for some additional books or resources on the topic. It might mean finding a couples coach or therapist to go to. But as you get back into your core energy, when you you've got two people and you've got that polarity of a strong masculine and a strong feminine energy and you have two people living in their purpose, that is where epic soulmate relationships happen. And a lot of times it's romanticized in pop culture that two people come together and become one. You know, think of the old stereotype of Jerry Maguire where Tom Cruise is crying in the kitchen to Renee Zellweger. He's like, you complete me. And we all thought that that was super romantic back in the day. It's actually codependency. Ladies, if you've got a man crying in your living room saying you complete me, you run the other way. Because that's a man who's essentially saying, I'm incomplete as I am, and I need you to fulfill me. What we want are two people who are complete, who are fulfilled, who are standing side by side. So you have two holes that side by side make an 11. The sum is greater than the parts. It's not like the Spice Girls song back in the day where two become one. That is the wrong model to go for. So I know that this is a lot of information. And for some of you out here, you may have never heard this information ever before. And there are some great books and resources that you can look into uh, for the masculine energy partners out there. I will warn you that this book is hippy dippy AF, but there's some good material in there. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. The author's last name is Dida, D-E-I-D-A. You can check that out for the ladies out there. Read any of Marianne Williamson's material. You know, she's really on the forefront of this as it comes to creating epic romantic relationships. And if there's anything that I can do to serve you, if you have questions about this, if you're struggling finding the love you want, if your marriage or your relationship has lost its passion, if you want to go deeper in that next level, I would be honored to answer any questions I could. I've got two VIP coaching spots open 
open for the month of March right now. And you can fill out an application on my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Just click the gray bar at the top, fill out that application. You and I, once you complete it, we'll schedule a time to jump on the phone for a complimentary, no obligation, 30-minute discovery call. Because... Look, I'm not saying you need a relationship to be happy in your life. If you were a person who was single and you're loving it and you're out there doing you, God bless you. That is awesome. But we're all tribal creatures. And as much as we're working to crush it in our career and build a life that we can love on our own, it is great when we have that partner to share it with. So this is a journey that I'm continuing to go on on my own to find my soulmate. I've learned these tools. I know it's out there. You know, I know I can hold out now for the right person rather than just get into going through the motions of swiping on Bumble. It's interesting. We are a culture that values connection over love at this point because love is very scary and love means we might get hurt and love means we might not get our needs met so it's easier to settle for superficial connection but I would tell you there is nothing better than that epic soulmate love and I would love to help you get to the next level in 2018 so let me know how I can serve you thank you so much for listening to the podcast today you can always connect with me on Instagram or Twitter just screenshot this podcast upload it you can tag me at CSC Dan Mason or you can reach out to me directly at creativesoulcoaching.net until next time turn down the volume on your negativity turn up the volume on your purpose so we can get out there and live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time.